Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What are you guys doing here? What are you doing here? Wait, are you doing a podcast right now? Welcome to the Robin Holly Show podcast. You got me. I'm here. Yep. Hey, hey. Hey, guys. Hey, Eric. That was fun. Hey, just when we uh, just when we figured out how to do Zoom, we're, we're throwing another uh, wrench at you here to figure out clean feed. Yeah, I still get I still shudder when people say Zoom. I just get a chill. Are you oh, so right? over it? I'm done. We I've been done for a while. I, just, I gave up on it. I can't do it anymore. Just can't do it. <laughs> Can I say something that I found completely fascinating about your tour? We went up. Obviously, the music is fantastic. And and we'll talk about that in a second. Rob and I had the best time, but I, I I am fascinated by the fact that you have what I think would be a great band name, a great song title, COVID Dogs. Yeah. COVID Dogs. <laughs> can you tell, uh, can we know about the COVID Dogs? I just, this yeah, is so cool. The COVID, the COVID Dogs, actually, we, on the tour, we had these dogs that um, they came out to, to sniff people to see if they had COVID backstage, and they're, they're German Shepherds, they're out of Alabama, and... Um, throughout this tour, we were trying to figure out, okay, how do we do this? You know, how do you, how do you do a tour? Cause we started in September and how do you, um, how do you, how do you keep the tour going? You know, with, as far as the way testing goes and all this stuff. So we found these dogs and they're, they're a legitimate dog. They're actual dogs <laughs> and they, they are, um, 90, like 95%, um, effective at sniffing, at smelling COVID. And wow, that's crazy. It's crazy. And we had that, we had them retrained. For the Omicron variant, when that happened, they had to be retrained because it was, some stuff was getting by. And um, it was just a wild kind of, you know, we have, and they're, you know, it's great. They, they're always sniffing you and, you know, it's not always great in a band situation. <laughs> People get nervous. But, um, it, it, in this in this situation, it was um, just an integral part of the tour. And um, just a, such a wild, you know, like everything else we've, we've been through, it's just a totally unique experience to think that, you know, you would have to have, you know, that type of thing going on backstage to, you know, keep yeah. people safe. But um it's been great. They've been with this whole tour and um it's uh it's been fun. Well we have I, to, I, I, I appreciate your your tenacity to mm-hmm. keep this thing going because when I think when it was first announced yeah. it was like, all right, we're getting back out there and then yeah. we kinda went back into this yep. shutdown thing again. So I just appreciate the fact that you're like, let's we're gonna keep this going and and we're gonna gather again no matter what. And we did it. And it yep. was epic uh, yep. so far, and it's still going on. It is. We're getting close to the end now, but it's it's crazy to look back. And, and we started in September, and it, it's nuts to think about. 
all the different ways that you know things changed. You know, the goalposts kind of kept moving on us. You know, we were everything was good, and then it wasn't, and good, and then it wasn't. So we've been through a couple variants on this tour that changed things in different cities. You know, you go to different municipalities and. You know, there's mass mandates in one and there's restrictions in another. And then, you know, you just you don't know, you know, until you go into these places, kind of what you're dealing with. And um, it's been uh, the most challenging tour by far that we've ever done. But at the same time, it just felt like it had to ha- needed to happen. And um, it I, it felt good, especially now, you know, to look back and go, we, we did it. You know, we were able to go through and, and play those places and, and things started to come back to normal and, and we felt good that we were playing a part of that you know that we were you feel like you thrive in uh in that environment though because was that was the whole point of heart and soul right yeah. it was kind of throw a wrench in things and yep. make things difficult and challenging i love stuff like that i mean i'm one of those guys that's why i play three hour shows and you know beat myself up and do stuff like that i'm i'm, I'm one of those kind of guys but, you know, <laughs> make it hard you know but i i think that um in this instance you know it was um it was gratifying to look back and and, and know that we kept going heck yeah so one of the things at the show that I was like, oh, my God, so good, is the woman that you have Joanna. with you on tour, yeah, Joanna. Joanna. Yep. Oh, my Lord. Can you tell me <laughs> yep. how you guys meet, how you get together, like yep. how she, you find her? She was uh, somebody that um been in town a long time, kind of came to town the same time I did. She had a record deal for a while on Warner Brothers. And, you know, like a lot of other stuff, it just didn't happen. You know, there was a number of political things and, and stuff that went on there. So she kind of fell out of the industry. And um, she's Juilliard trained. I mean, she can do everything from Arias there. She's an amazing singer. Um, so she was doing other stuff. And I always was a big fan, you know, of how just how talented and how well she could sing. And also her attitude. She 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 attacks a song and, and sings it with all of her heart. And um, it just as we were coming into I think it was the chief record for the first time there was a couple opportunities for some backup stuff <clears throat> backup singer and she sang on that and then as our career moved forward she sang a little bit more on outsiders and then a little bit more you know um, as we went through mr. misunderstood and and finally I, around that time you know she'd been on enough stuff and uh, my producer said you know it's really inter- interesting in the studio you you both sing better when you sing at each other you know, when we put one mic in there and, you know, you're each trying to go at you're it's almost sparring. And he said, you should think about, you know, doing that. It's fun for us to watch. It would be fun for the fans. So I asked her if she wanted to go on tour. Um, and we've been doing that now for, I guess, seven, six, eight years, something like that. So we've, we've um, it's become a, a main part of the show. You know, she's got people, she got her own T-shirts and got people out there that want to see her more than me. So it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, fun, to, it's fun to watch uh, that happen and, and be a part of it. <laughs> is very electric is i think the, yeah it's a good she, she, yeah she is yeah in uh heart on fire was like i think was that the first song that you wrote when you went on this yeah, crazy it. journey of doing th- these three albums in 30 yeah. days or whatever it was that's correct and that's why it's this one's really important you know because it's if this had went badly, I mean, everybody was looking at me pretty skeptically when I when I said the idea, we're going to write a song the same day we record it, and we're going to start over the next day and do it again, and we're going to do it every day. I mean, there yeah. was a lot of people going, uh, yeah, okay, you know, this is probably not going to happen. Um, so this one was, if this one had been bad, if this one had not worked out correctly, it would have made my life a lot harder because I was kind of <laughs> pulling people to this. I don't think they, they were converted at first. Um, uh-huh. So... Um, 
you know, I owe a lot to this song. I owe the whole project to this song. So um, it's it's been the one that unlocked everything else, you know, all three albums. And, um, and because I wrote, I wrote it 100% by myself as well, uh, this was the um, first single I've ever had um, that I wrote 100% by myself. So it makes it unique, too, you know, from an autobiographical standpoint. Right. Is it what? Of a different sense of pride in writing something just where it's just you? Is it a different feeling? If it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you would feel differently if you wrote it by yourself and it wasn't any good, you know, I guess. I mean, you'd, you'd go, wow, I should write with people more. But no, it's um, uh, it, it, seriously, it, it's one of those things that um, I came to town to be a songwriter. Um, I've had songs recorded by other people. I've had number ones with other people, other artists cutting my songs. And um, that's what I take the most pride in. That's at the heart of everything. That's what I am. I'm a songwriter, storyteller. And, um, to do that, you know, by yourself and have it on the radio and have it to be a hit is, um, very gratifying. What, uh, what, what are some of your peers, like some of your fellow country artist friends think when, when you told them that you were going to do this project this way, because we, um, we thought it was so crazy when we first heard about it and we actually mentioned it to a few other artists and, um, because I thought, would would anyone else attempt something like this? And when we asked, we kind of got like, "Hey, I'm I'm not here to talk about Eric Church." And so I was I was wondering, I was that's wondering a, how, a no how your friends felt. That's a no. By a the little way. intimidated. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a no. Um, yeah. I mean, I think for me, I, I've always believed that there's a, there's a there's a genesis of when a song is born, and it's that thing when you're in a writing room or you're in a studio, and there's that spark, right? And it's and normally the way it works in Nashville is, is you get together and you write a song and then that's where the magic is it's in the room when you know it's a great song like you know you've really got something and then you take that demo work tape you know you you, you and a guitar or whatever and then you hang on to it for you know four or six months while you gather the rest of your songs and then you play it again and then people decide what the songs are you go to your producer you go in the studio so the whole process takes time and i've always thought it would be really interesting to capture whatever happens when you that that thing you feel that goosebump chicken skin thing when you when you're playing and go man this is great and then take that moment and go record right there right then yeah. And see what happens, you know, see where it goes. And so that's, that was the, that was the idea for this, you know, to try to do that. But, um, it, um, it, it, you know, I mean, it worked, you know, it's one of those things we, we had a few songs that didn't work. I mean, there were days that it just didn't happen. You know, I, it was kind of, I had a call with my producer, Jay Joyce. We were all in the mountains of North Carolina. We all lived together and I would go off and write with some writers or by myself and about five or six o'clock, seven o'clock in the evening, he would call and go, Hey, do we have a song today? And what does it sound like? <laughs> and then I would come down and, and bring my guitar and, and we'd, I'd play it, you know, for the band. And then we'd just start doing it, you know. And it, it was the, the most interesting part is it was just me and a guitar. So if you, your guitar player or whoever would go, well, hey, how do you think this goes here? And I would go, I don't know. How do you think it goes here? And you, you're all creating at that point in time. You're all, yeah. you're all following your, your heart, not your head. And um, that's what music is. That's what creativity is. And um, it was the most fun I've had on a project. It was the most challenging, for sure, for, for totally. But um, it was the most fun um, I've ever had creating anything. Do you think you'll do this again? Or are you thinking about going a different musical challenge? Yeah, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, I, would, I would go a different route. Just I mean, it's got to be something else, though, right? I mean, I got to figure out. I mean, I, I think. I mean, Holly, I think I got to. 
there's got to be another way. You, you got to find that. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. Is you can't just. I'm just not the guy that can go. Hey, let's just let's just go. Let's just go record songs. It just it doesn't work for me. I just I have yeah. to find something different. Either I have to go somewhere. I have to. I don't know. Come up with a something that makes it unique and different. And the biggest part is making the people that play with you and around you writers. You, I. It's good to make them uncomfortable. And um, the more uncomfortable they are to what their normal settings are, the more creative they are. And you would think that's the opposite, but it's not with creative people. Uh, the more that they're kind of on instinct and they're not just in their, you know, um, in their area that they, that, that they like to stay in, the more you can get them out of that, um, the, the, the more boundaries you'll get across. And I think that with the band and producer and songwriters, I'm always looking for what that is. How do I make them uncomfortable? I think well, I have an idea. What's I, that? Skydiving while writing, writing yeah, that would, songs. That would work. <laughs> Throw everybody out of, out of a plane. Yeah. <laughs> talk, talk about some pressure. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it was it was a hell of an, ex, an experience. And, uh, man, I think it, it turned out great. Um, uh, speaking of uncomfortable, though, where you uh, you had to been you had to been bumming out that your uh, your Tar Heels didn't win. In the final four, oh, we kind of did. We beat Duke. I mean, that's the thing. the The, the big thing was the Duke game, you know. For me, I mean, that was yeah. the one that um, I didn't really. I mean, I hate to say this, I did care, but to me, the championship was against Duke, you know, because of the rivalry and because of what that is, because they've never met in the tournament, much right. less the Final Four and Coach K's final game. I mean, all those things were a perfect storm that I never could have conceptualized would have happened. It hadn't happened in my life, and it hadn't happened in my dad's life. <laughs> so uh-huh. um, it was just one of those really unique once-in-a-lifetime things, you know, and um, to, to, to win that and yeah, I know it was a kind of a wild week or two, maybe for me, but um, it was just something that um, I had to be there. I had to take my boys. I have boys that are ten and seven, and my dad's still alive. He's seventy. Um, yeah. I had to be at that game. I just there was no no way that I wouldn't be in there. So um, very very glad we went. Well, I think you know you 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 make a lot of sacrifices um, as an artist is and putting you know everything into your life and your career and being gone for family events and this and that so i i do think that you know you can get a take a mulligan every once in a while and <laughs> reschedule the show mm-hmm. i could i could re i can recreate san antonio i can't recreate duke and carolina the final four right yeah. right and i think your your fans got that i because yeah. I, I was so interested in reading the comments i was like oh god what, is, what are people gonna say and ninety percent of your like ever like was like good. He deserves this. Like all of your fans were really supportive. Were you surprised by that, or are you like okay? No, I felt like that was going to. Well, happen. two things. Two things. One, I never pay attention to any of that. I mean, I really don't. Okay. I'm one of those guys that um, I've I've I don't I've never been on social media. I've never tweeted. I don't know how to tweet. I don't know how to. I'm, I don't, God bless your soul. I, I wish I had on, that problem. I don't get on Instagram. <laughs> um, nobody gives me codes for any of this stuff, so I have no way to get on any of this. Um, so. For me, now this time was a little bit different. I'll, I'll tell you why. I love listening to talk radio, sports talk, especially during you know this time of year. You know when it was Final Four time, and so I was um, thought it might be getting a little noisy when I was watching ESPN Sports Center, and <laughs> I was leading on the Sports Center thing. Like, I thought that's wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's new. Let's talk basketball. You know, so it was. I thought that, that was getting a little bit out of control. But um, I've I've always trusted our fans. I mean, we've been through a lot together. We've we've came you know, 15, 17 years now, and um, 
I trusted they would understand. It's the reason. It's the reason I just came clean and told the truth. I mean, I, I you know, come on. I could have said COVID. I could have said um, throat no, laryngitis. I could. There's a hundred things. You know, um, personal time. But I decided just to come. No, I'm, <clears throat> this is what I'm doing. And I trusted that they would get that. I knew the people in San Antonio were going to be disappointed. I hated that. I, I knew there was no real way around that. You know, but I also knew I could fix part of that. I could I could yeah. fix the, my part of it. I mean, I, it's our show. I can do that, and I can make that special for them. And I knew that that was the the opportunity, you know, to do that. Um, I I did feel bad that it was so late. A lot of people were upset that it was last minute. But what I what I wanted people to understand was there. I wasn't missing a show for anything but a, a Carolina Duke Final Four game. There was just I wasn't. <laughs> if it was Carolina and, and somebody else, Bill over or something, I was gonna yeah. do, I was gonna do the show. So they both had to. They both had to win on a Sunday, and the show was the following, you know, Friday, they um, Saturday. They both had to win uh, in order for that to happen. So I didn't, I didn't know that this was even a possibility until about you know six days, you know, before the yeah, show. Yeah, unfortunately, there's no way, no way to plan that out no ahead way of to time. Plan so, that out. <laughs> um, but man, we uh, we are fans as well, and we really appreciate you uh, catching up with us. And and obviously, we've been cranking heart and soul since it came out, and excited to uh, see what's next. Yeah, me too. <laughs> all right, Eric. Skydiving. Skydiving yeah. songwriting. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Rob and Holly Show podcast. Follow us at Rob and Holly Show and listen weeknights on Odyssey Country and the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.